1: With Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment.
0: fact about my guest today. His close childhood friend told him about the auditions for Rent. She had just been cast. Her name's Idina. And so he went. And well, the rest is history. Welcome Adam Pascal to the podcast. A-O-K. My guest today is Adam Pascal. Adam rose to global fame when he was cast in the role of Roger in the original production of Rent and then inhabited the role again for the film version of Rent and the West End version of Rent and the world tour of Rent. All the Rents. Um, (laughs) Some of his other Broadway credits include AIDA, Cabaret, Memphis, Chicago, Disaster and Something Rotten. You're gonna recognize these titles, Model Prisoner, Civilian and Blinding Light, because those are the names of his albums. He's currently working on and performing this incredible solo show, solo show, um, I'm drunk, Adam, I'm drunk.
1: Uh, That's all right, I'm high, so there we go. It's perfect. gonna be a great interview. <laughs> um,
0: solo show so far, correct? Yes. Um, and that is a show that explores his personal journey as an artist through storytelling and song. And um, he'll tell us more about that today. I'm so thrilled to catch up with you today. It's ridiculous. Likewise.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. Likewise, it's it's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: You're so welcome. Um, as we speak, it's 25 years since I first saw you do Roger in Rent, which is so crazy. <laughs> Time is so crazy. Um, but really, the story of that show—I'm sure—is part of the solo show you're doing, among other things. But you got to give the people what they want, Adam.
1: I have learned that over the years. As much as I've resisted it over the years, I've learned that that is true. You have to give them what they want. It's what not what you want. It's what they want. Um, and uh, so I've 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 embraced that. And yes, I do. I totally talk about. Uh, how I got into doing musicals, you know, and, and how I got into Rent, but which is also my story about how I got into doing musicals. It's the same story. Um, is and it so, apocryphal
0: um, or is it true? I know you and Adina went to the same high school. I think that's a fact, but is it that true is that she is somehow the reason that you ended up being cast in the show and tell the story? That is true. Okay. Uh,
1: that, is, that is true. Um, so, well the reality of the story is 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 a little bit different than the story that I tell on stage, <laughs> to, to be quite honest with you. Okay. Um, you know, like when you tell the same story over and over again for years and it kind of morphs into something, and then you kind of forget what the actual truth of the original story was, because it's, it's morphed so much. Well, so... Th- Basically, I I yeah the, essentially that is true. I got a call from her then boyfriend Glenn, who was a buddy of mine. I've known her since third grade. We've literally been to school, elementary middle school like I mean everything. She lived down the block from me, totally down the block from me. Um and um and so uh he you know he so she had gotten cast in the show. So he, he and she knew about this role of Roger. They knew about the show that she was about to do and they knew that uh, they said the the character sounded just like me, and um, and and they and they were opening up the casting to anyone who wanted to audition. So Idina and Glenn called me, um, and and said you know that we're doing this show. The the only difference in the story that I tell on stage is I just omit Glenn's name from the story. It's a, it's it's kind of irrelevant, poor Glenn, but you know. So it's but yeah. So Idina called me and uh, and said you know she was doing this off Broadway show and did I want to audition and so. She kind of she kind of made it sound interesting, and and I went in, and they made it sound interesting, and so I, so I went in.
0: Does Idina like call Bernie Telsey for you, or do you have to kind of figure out how to get an audition on your own? Like, how does no, that piece it, happen?
1: Well, it was it was an I remember it was an open call, okay. and 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 I think interestingly enough, Idina's boyfriend at the time, Glenn, worked for a talent agent. And that's how I ended up getting the information of where to go, you know. And it was like it's not like Bernie Telsey's office now. It was some it was some closet that like he rented for the afternoon, you know, like just to see people, you know. Um, and so, uh, so yeah. So I I just um, I showed up with my guitar and just played a song. Like it was just and there was like four other guys there, and you know, and I remember sitting there and guys would go before me and I can hear them sing. I was like that guy sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so much better because I'm always in the waiting room, going, "Oh my God, they sound so good." Well, go these days,
1: yes. Back then, yeah. Back then, in that situation, no. But yes, no. That's what happens now.
0: And now that's I'm like, so oh good. my
1: God! Oh, and no, now I'm like,
0: that. "Oh, they're so young. They're so young." Um, how amazing! And what did you sing?
1: Uh, I sang a song from U2's Joshua Tree record called "The Red Hill Mining Town," and I actually played in my concert.
0: So let me ask you, you were, I and mean, I think part of why Idina and Glenn and everyone were was like, this is a great idea, because at yeah. the time they were like, let's have the people who are as much like these characters, if possible, do this right. show. Um, at the time they didn't know it was going to be a Broadway show and that it sure. would go on for 25 years and the next 125 years. <laughs> um, you were a rock and roller, right? Like that was yes. your... Like Roger, I mean, you had this dream.
1: Exactly. I, I you know, I, I grew up in on Long Island and in New York City and, and I played in rock bands and and in those ways like the character, I had these same dreams of, of rock stardom and and you know and hence the song One Song Glory and wanting to leave some piece of something behind after you're gone so that you will be remembered by it. And it's interestingly enough, the irony is is me, like him, wanted that same thing and now I am connected to this show and that song, which does exactly that,
0: you know. <laughs> It's so um heady, right? Yeah. It's so meta and yes, heady. Yes, I was just going to say, the it's meta, thing. very
1: Meta. <laughs>
0: but you had not acted before. Were you doing high school musicals? I shouldn't no, say you I mean, had not acted. My assumption is.
1: No, your assumption is correct. I had not. Um, and so, no, I, um, I, you know, once I started playing in bands, that was the only thing that ever entered my thought process i could i i it never occurred to me to be an actor i i never wanted to be an actor it's just like i'm a singer in a rock band that that's what i do like you know and so that was where my mind was for all of those years
0: and so d- did you get there surrounded by um people who had done it before most of whom had done it before on some level anthony obviously had been a, a child actor so he brought a lot yeah. of um, professional experience to the thing Michael Greif right. obviously knew how to create an ensemble in a family and tell this story um, and make sure everyone felt confident in what they did in the story right. um, did you feel because you were so young and game did you just jump in or were you like guys I don't know if this is a good idea
1: no I just jumped in and I I just jumped in you know and it, it, it so early on in the process, almost immediately, I felt this level of almost familiarity to the mm-hmm. process, um, even though I had never done it before. A, 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 a comfort level that I've ne- that I had never felt singing in a rock band. Um and so it immediately felt just very natural to me to to be doing this with all these people. And they were so encouraging. And um, uh, you know, gracious in in their in their in their spirit, you know, uh, um, and and their understanding of my lack of experience, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And so, had I not been with this group of people, I don't know if I would have been able to, you know. Ultimately, give the performance I was able to give. Um, you know, if I was surrounded by people who didn't have maybe the same level of patience with my inexperience that that they all had.
0: And what did Jonathan tell you? You know, when you, I assume you were able to sit with him and and have him share who this person is and what he wanted this person to do in the story, what were some things that you remember that you can share about what he wanted for Roger? And well, did you know, y- think you were playing him?
1: No, no, I never thought I was playing him. Okay. Um, I definitely thought that that he, if anybody, it was more Mark that was him. Okay. You know what I mean? Certainly in the, in the, in, in the way that the character thinks, I think that that definitely Mark was more Jonathan than, than mm-hmm. Roger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I you know he I, he I remember him mentioning specifically Kurt Cobain to me once, um, but he also never he never gave me too much about it because I think he wanted to allow you know he he wanted to give me the opportunity to discover this sort of person on my own. Um, and I think maybe he might have recognized that because this person and I were so close that for the same reason, he wanted to then have allow me to have the opportunity to discover that, you know, because so much of this was already in me, these, you know, these feelings that this character was going through was, you know, so many things similar to the things that I was going through. Um, and, um, but I, I really think that I mean, you know, you you obviously know what an I want song is. If you're if people in the audience don't know what an I want song is, it's sort of, you know, it's like that song in the show that the character sings that really kind of as best they can uh, sum up what it is their motivation is, you know, in the show or whatever. Um, And one song, Glory, really is like one of the greatest I want songs I've ever heard. Forget about whether you actually like the song or not, but if you think about it lyrically and and what he's saying, like it really is encapsulating everything about everything you need to know about this character right now, you know in 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 a really really great way cl- a clear way
0: yeah, it's pretty phenomenal storytelling i yeah. mean it's it's perfect storytelling um when you said before there was something about being in a in a play or a musical in this case that felt more at home in yes. some ways than when you were in a band with your friends. Yes. What do you think that is?
1: Um, I think it's, it, it's several things. Um, I always felt like a, an imposter, and this is of course with years of, of retrospective thinking, but um, yeah. I, I always felt like a, a, an imposter as as the singer in a rock band. I so bas- I so desperately wanted to be Bono. You know, I so desperately wanted to be John Bon Jovi. But I wasn't. You know, and and um and and part of me knew that. You mm-hmm. know, subconsciously part of me knew that. And so I think so there was always an element that seemed a little bit off about that. And you know, I just wasn't in my home yet. I hadn't found my home yet you know, and, and I'm so unbelievably grateful that I did find a home, you know what I mean? In, in, um, but, but that, you know, so, so I think that that was a big part of it, you know what I mean? And another part is that I felt, um, and this is a thing that singers can really, singers in rock bands can really connect with, I think, when I talk about this, which is that, you know, that charisma that you want to have, that's, that's not about you're performing the songs it's about how you engage the audience in between the songs you know what i mean it's that charisma that yeah. is so vital to being a rock star you know what i mean to the biggest rock stars in the world have that they have that ability to hold an audience even if they don't say anything you know what i mean like there's whatever it is, whatever their thing is you know what i mean whether it's something quiet and introspective but still holds that audience or, or whether it's Bono talking about the things he's talking about or you know whatever it is whether it's David Lee Roth being a you know you know there's so many different versions of it but I didn't have any version of it <laughs> you know but how and so,
0: amazing that you got to play the guy who did you know right. Alison Janney I remember her telling me this story that she had to play a, a queen in this play. And she was like, a ah, queen, how, I, how can I be a queen? Like, I don't, you know, and the director was like, no, 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 you don't have to do anything. Everyone's gonna treat you like the queen. And right. because they are treating you like a royal person, right. you are a royal right. person. And right. there's something about those, those musicians that you mentioned that somehow it intuited or inherently had that feeling without other people having to give it to them first, um, exactly. Which is, which is some innate thing you're born with, right? Like the I, it boy yes. or the it girl or the, this, this star quality yes. that people talk about. Charisma is the word, right? Right. right.
1: And it's right. And it's, and, it, and it's a very specific charisma to that yeah. skill and that thing. You know what I mean? Cause you and can take any person. one of those, right. You can take any one of those guys out of that environment and out of the, what it is that they do and that brilliant charisma that, that, that you know, mm-hmm. that they can hold a hundred thousand people in a stadium and put them in a different type of performing scenario and they'll fall on their face and, and that charisma won't save them and it won't matter. You know what I mean? And so it's really about the, the specific skill to the specific thing that you're doing. And yeah, so I just didn't have that, in the at least in the way that I wanted it. And, and or at that
0: I age, it. I mean, you or were so young, that, right? How old right, were you right, when you exactly. got cast in the show?
1: Well, I was 25. So you think of the years that I was playing in a band. I was a teenager, you know, you were a baby. like, of course, you know, Yeah, um, I know.
0: And 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 thank God for us. Thank God for <laughs> us. We, we Broadway stole you first or got you or this. I, fe- I feel the
1: same way. Thank God. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And you I mean, you kept going there. There was this run of shows that starred you one after the other. And then I remember when you and Sherry Renee Scott did Aida's shortly thereafter, Shigaboom Records was, was created by, right. by Sherry and her then yeah. husband Kurt Deutsch. And suddenly all of these incredible performers that they were working with on Broadway stages had this label where they could make their own music. And you were yeah. one of the first artists that I recall it was, um, it was.
1: It was. It was. Uh, uh, Sherry's solo record and my solo record were the first two records that that Sugar Boom put out. Yeah.
0: So then I only bring that up because now there's this moment where you do go back to this thing you want to do, which is yes. as Adam, not right. behind a character, um, right. and and it worked. And then you started to do that, but Rent keeps pulling everybody back in who's in that original cast because it's just too good to pass up. Each well, time it, it comes around.
1: Well, certainly over the years, I mean, look, I, I'm I'm certainly at a place now where that ship has sailed. <laughs> but uh, but um, you know, it, it's it's, it, it yes, it did keep coming back up at at opportune moments that seemed appropriate, you know. Mm-hmm. And so so uh, after I left, um, I, I I'll just give you the whole timeline. So it was like it was rent on it was off Broadway, then it was Broadway, a little bit of a break, then it was London. Uh, me and Anthony and Jesse and Wilson went to London and we opened it in London. Yeah. So that was like a six months or a year or something like that. Then there was, um, and then there was a long break. Uh, and then there was uh, movie. the movie. Uh, then there was the movie in 2005. And then Anthony and I went back to Broadway for the summer of 2007. And then we did the the national tour in 2009. And that took us through like 2009 into whatever it was, 2010 and a half.
0: Can we talk about the beautiful human that is Anthony Rapp for yes, a moment? Yes, we certainly can.
1: For hours, you, we can talk about for that. For hours.
0: <laughs> you guys were in London when he auditioned for Charlie Brown, which is um, the show I got to meet him on. And I've told this before, but every once in a while, he would sing as a warm up for Charlie Brown some songs for Rent that just landed exactly where he needed to vocally. Yes. And I, as someone who just had loved that musical, do you think you would have loved it as much as everyone else loves it if you aren't in it?
1: Uh, that's such a great question. And I think about that all the time. I really do. Um, no. And, and Well, well, <laughs> it's really an I don't know. You know, it's yeah. an, I don't know. I think about a lot of things sort of connected to that. Like I think about like, yes, would I have liked it? Would I have auditioned for it? You know, had it be if I had never been like you know, um, and then I th- and then I sort of extrapolate from that and think about well, would I would I have like tried to go on American Idol like if I ne- you know or like The Voice or you know like I think about like had my career not gone in the way that it had yeah. gone, would I have tried those different paths? You know?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So either. glad I
1: didn't have to.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't either. And I think about relationships that formed, marriages that happened. You know, through that and, show. And
1: ended. And ended.
0: <laughs> and ended. Um, yeah. Are you still married? I am not. Okay. So, how long have you been divorced?
1: Uh, well, we're at, well, we're actually not divorced, but we've been separated for about a year and a half.
0: Okay. But you have two incredible boys.
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Le- how old Lennon are they now? They are Lennon. 17. Yeah. They're 17 and 19. Lennon is going to be a sophomore in college, and Monty is uh, going to be a senior in high school.
0: Okay, so Lennon is almost the age you were when you did Rent.
1: A few years younger, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's almost 20.
0: That's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. That's pretty I know.
0: exciting. So I want to know about the show that you're doing and sort of, um, because A, even though, you know, we're talking on a specific day in August, this is something that people, I imagine, will be able to see past this moment in time somehow, right?
1: Yes. Yes. So, so right now, the show is being um, streamed on uh, the 17th, I believe. And I'm going to be part of that uh, experience in that I will be there live with people watching it. And I don't exactly know even what's going to happen, but I'll be there in some capacity. Yeah. Um, and then it will be available for the week following that. Um, and then I would imagine if it does well, maybe they'll release it again. You know, it's like, I mean, it's there, it exists. And so if people want to see it and there's any demand for it after that initial week, then I'm sure they will have the opportunity to do that.
0: Is it um, having, I mean, I know you and Anthony actually go around the world performing a show that you guys do together. You have your solo albums, you have a band and a partner in a band when you are by yourself now. um, Yeah. Not surrounded by you know an ensemble of people that become your family. What yeah. is that experience like for you?
1: Uh, well, it's terrifying, certainly mm-hmm. in many ways. But um, it's it's in it also in many ways, it's what I have been working towards. Maybe even unknowingly and unwittingly, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean? But like because I have slowly been um, um, whittling away at the amount of the number of musicians that I play with, you know, for for reasons quite frankly that started from and still exist that are financial Mm -hmm. you know like i don't want to pay anybody you know i don't make a lot of money at these gigs and a lot of times they are my my you know only income like if i'm not doing a broadway musical i don't do a lot of tv and film like it's like my career is like theater and then my music career and so yeah. it just became more financially viable to me, for me to do this by myself you know right. and so okay that being the case now how do i make an entertaining show you know yeah. you know uh, with those parameters um and so the I, that's kind of how it ended up getting pared down again makes it no less terrifying you know but i've been doing it now for a while and i i think i have fi- i have found the way of doing it that works for me sort of my style of storytelling my style of communicating with the audience and and my musical style and the way that i adapt these songs that i'm playing to me and my acoustic guitar and my little effects pedal that i have
0: so the scariest part of anything is starting right like you go out there and you have to open your mouth and it's you and, yeah. and start. So when you're writing this piece, let's just focus on this one because you've done others and you'll do more. Yeah. But for today, we're talking about this solo show that yeah, we're yeah. So <laughs> excited about. Like, what? What's the first line? How did you start? And is it what you first wrote, or has it morphed into something else now? Well,
1: nothing was ever actually written. You okay. know, it was really just it. It, 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 it came out of these stories that i would tell on stage but um without any sort of cohesive connection between the songs and the story so like i would i would certainly tell my story of how i got into you know rent and then i would sing one song glories as as part of another show but then i would play something else that had no connection to anything you know what i mean And so like yeah. there was just there was no through line and so And also you know the rent songs would generally come at the end as as maybe the encore you know um so the so it really just it it came out of a, a a number of different stories that i would tell you know in different sort of shows um and and i finally also got to the point in my career where i had done enough shows on broadway that i could you know that i could put a show together that was long enough to be an entertaining hour you know um so the timing of it seemed right, uh, and um, and uh, so it just seemed like and it, and it was again it was very natural because you know in ways that the story is the the story and the show is laid out for me very clearly mm-hmm. in that I go in chronological order mm-hmm. so. Um, and I've told these stories so often, so nothing's written down. Right. I don't tell the story maybe exactly the same way every time at every show, but it's the same story. And I certainly try and land the jokes, you know, but, yeah. but, things, you know, but things may not be told exactly the same way. Um, and, um, and I wanted it to feel in many ways off the cuff, you know, um, and in many ways it is because that's how it started you know, because when I'm telling a story, I, I never write something down. Mm-hmm. I just tell the story the way I remember it, you know? Um, and hopefully that's, you know, mildly entertaining <laughs> to an audience.
0: You know, I think people will be really shocked when you were just so honest about, like, I don't have a gazillion dollars when I, you know, it came right. out of a, a very specific need. I mean, now there's the pandemic. So right. it also how practical in terms of sure. how do you do something at this time? But I think people who are not in the Broadway world would be really shocked to know that just because you were in rent, rent didn't make you a gazillionaire. And I right. think now about how Hamilton has been compared in in and and Lynn Manuel Miranda has very lovingly talked about rent's influence on him as an artist and on writing right. this thing and and it you know was newsworthy that people in that show were like, you know what we we are part of the creation of this thing. And there was a profit sharing thing that happened. Um, The details of which are personal to the the members of that company. But when you think back to sort of what rent has become globally, um, forget, you know, in in, in the world of the MasterCard commercial, like what it means to people, priceless, and obviously what it meant to you and the career you have because of it. But what do you think about that?
1: Well, I, what I think about it is that we did it first, yeah. <laughs> we, we, you know, we, we, Jonathan made it, it was, it was obviously before he died. Like he wanted us as a cast to, to share in, in the profits of the show, if it ever became something. So we have a, a, it's a tiny percentage, but we, amongst the 15 of us actually do share in that. Um, and that's specifically at the wishes of Jonathan and at the behest of his family wow um, so i think that uh i think it's great i think i think it's a i think it could be a a fine line in a way bet- between how much and this is coming from an actor who's participated in this sure but sure how much is is how much is that worth yeah ultimately how much is that worth because you know like i don't obviously know what their deal is the, who mm-hmm. each individual person in hamilton and what their deals were right but but, you know, I would I would venture to guess that um, whatever minuscule fraction of a percentage that I could certainly assume it is would have been maybe more appreciated in the moment as like more salary, you know, pay the actors. And I'm not saying they didn't get paid well. I don't know what they got paid, but I'm just yeah. saying there are other ways to compensate people, um, uh, you know, for that work you know what I mean? And, and to show your appreciation for the work that they put in, you know what I mean? That maybe might actually be better than giving them some tiny little thing. You know, I mean, who knows, yeah. that's that's between them. I'm just saying, I was just thinking about it off the top yeah. of my head, you know? Yeah, yeah, Pay me yeah. an extra two grand a week for the next year. Yeah, that w- Then we're cool, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, you know? Um, so, but I, but I do think it's great, and I think that we, as you know, you know this, uh, you know, as somebody who's originated roles as well, like you know, we we do bring quite a bit to what will ultimately be something that lasts forever. Yeah, you know,
0: you know, you you sort of joked before, or or were being vulnerably honest before about you know the give the people what they want. When did right. you sort of realize that? I mean, everyone talks about typecasting. Everyone realizes, like. I don't wanna play Roger over and over again. And certainly when we look at your Broadway career, you have not. I mean, you've really been able to sort of, I mean, you're in Chicago, you're in, I mean, you did so many something rotten and and have been able to bring your comedic skills, not just your incredible singular vocal talent because Roger as a character is not hilarious. Um, no,
1: by no stretch. <laughs>
0: it's not. And so after that show people might not have even realized how funny you are and how you understand rhythm and timing musically and comedically and how much you're capable of as an artist in terms of telling stories in other ways. Um you're welcome. Um but but in terms of going, you know what, I can try to remove myself from being so aligned with the thing that made me famous um, or I can embrace it. And you don't want to feel like, you know, Paul Anka, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You...
1: Right. <laughs> by the way, I... I love
0: Paul Anka. I just want to do you that.
1: Was. Yes. I, I knew right after Aida that if I was going to continue to have a career, uh, you know, a long career, yeah, uh, something had to happen that like, uh, like the next thing I did, was going to kind of make it or break it.
0: Yeah. For
1: for, you know, and, 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 and the next thing was cabaret. Mm -hmm. And so once I got cabaret, I, I, that really hit home. I was like, if I fail at this, it's over. I will only ever be seen. Yeah. I will only ever be seen as like that, the rock guy who can, uh, uh, and so, (laughs) um, and so I was like, um, so I, 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 it was a, a tremendous amount of pressure, but you know, look, I, I aggressively pursued that job. You know what I mean? So it's like, all yeah. right, you got what you wanted. What are you going to do with it? You know, but I, I had a very per- short
0: time to go in, right? Didn't two you have two to weeks.
1: Let- yeah, two weeks. It's only ever two weeks. Yeah. Um, which I've done many times since then. But yeah, so, and but I knew, um, I knew that if I could get this job and I could pull this off in a role that was like a real acting role, you know what I mean? Like this was like a role for like a yes. real actor. Like I knew that if I succeeded in that, I would be, seen as something more you know what i mean or something in addition to what i was already being seen yeah um and so um so i definitely felt that pressure um and then uh and then it went great you know it 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 went really well and um and 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 it also what what it did more than anything for me personally what it 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 instilled in me a, a a respect for the craft of acting and and for what we do that I didn't really have before. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I kind of took it for granted as like, oh, I'm just naturally talented and I can do anything. You know what I mean? Like I kind of took it, I, I took it for granted a little bit. And then I started to realize after Rent, certainly when Aida came along that like, you know what? I'm not that naturally talented and I can't just, like, I have to work at certain things, you know, because I didn't get good reviews for AIDA, you know? And so, like, I was like, oh, I'm not perfect, you know? um, And so, again, these, all of these things made me realize that, like, I, I this next thing was very important. And then to me, it, it's the most fun thing about what we do is to, I, I, you know, I love nothing more than to literally disappear as much as I can. Like, I always joke, like, like, I should be in. like, Who's the guy in Beauty and the Beast who's like a candle or like he's, you, you don't even see, all you see is face, but everything else is costume and stuff because I just love disappearing, you know? Like, the more costume and makeup and hair and accents and, 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 and whatever it is, you know, like that's because that's what's so fun about what we do. We're playing pretend, we get to be somebody else, you know? And, um, And so I love to physically transform. That always helps my my character. And all the shows that I've done, to one degree or another, I've gotten to physically transform in some way or, you know.
0: I know, that's what's so crazy and humbling about all of it. Um, Well, I wanna ask you before you leave, and I really hope you'll come back again, because I know you have a lot going on today, and I think you're on Stars in the House. I also, which is just the most extraordinary thing that has raised so much money for the Actors Fund. It's mind blowing. It's um, Seth and James you, are my
1: buddies. I love them.
0: I mean, all hail Seth and James yes. and you for giving your time to it. Um, can you share a little known fact about you?
1: Uh, um, okay. Hmm. Sure, my favorite job That I ever had when I was a kid growing up was as a girls Catholic school, and I'm going to say more about this, was as a a girls Catholic school janitor (laughs) when I was in college. But let me just say that I came in after all the girls were gone, so it's not like I walked around while they were there. No, but it was such a, a cool job it was a disgusting job and girls are just as disgusting as boys in the bathroom <laughs> but um there was there was something really relaxing and calming it was just me and two other dudes and we went into this enormous creepy old school um out here on long island and we would clean it up you know we mop the floors and clean the cafeteria and do all this stuff um and there was just something really i don't know like almost meditative about it you know I love it.
0: That's incredible. Adam, thank <laughs> you for being on the show. Thank you for your cleaning skills and Thank you, um, absolutely. for your talent and just your beautiful <laughs> Thanks, humanity. Ilana. You're welcome. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you.
0: One more thing. So many of you have asked, how do you donate to the podcast? Well, it could not be easier. Just go to littleknownfactspodcast.com slash donations. Instructions are clearly laid out, and I'm so grateful to you in advance for any donation you choose to make. But regardless, I have loved, loved, loved making the previous 200 and something episodes for you. I can't wait to make 200 more. I wish you a beautiful day. Stay healthy. Be safe. Until next time. Clouds can make the wind blow. Bugs can make the grass grow. So, there you go. These are Little Known Facts that you know? The episode was edited by Nicholas Klar. We recorded in New York City. And the Little Known Facts theme song was written and recorded by Georgia Famusa with backups by Caleb Famusa.